We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets have acquired Mike Piazza from the Florida Marlins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Come again. Right back at it on the fan on a Friday night inside the 8 o'clock hour. Keith McPherson joining you. Until midnight, talking sports. You guessed it. Don't want to spoil the rest of the show for you, but that's all we're going to do is talk about sports. So you're tuned in to 1019 FM. Call me up if you'd like to add to the conversation. 877-337-6666. I was watching the Rangers, but the Rangers are smoking them. It's 3-0 at the end of the first. So I, ch- I changed the channel to watch the Knicks. And you just heard Ack talk about Jalen Brunson back in his old stomping grounds. Uh, Ack and I were trying to figure out, you know, what season it was that Villanova was playing their games in the Wells Fargo Center because their arena was getting uh, renovated. But, yeah, Jalen Brunson came out on fire in that first quarter. Philly Bull back in his uh, old arena. And I-, I really hope that the Knicks beat the Sixers tonight, and beat them up a little bit, wear them down, because this is the first half of a back-to-back. Your Brooklyn Nets will face the Sixers tomorrow, and uh, I think once the trade is finalized and everything goes through, we should see another Villanova guy, Mikel Bridges, a.k.a. Brooklyn Bridges, make his debut for the Nets and Cam Johnson. Mikel's going to wear number one. Johnson's going to wear number two, and uh, I can't wait to see these guys play for the Brooklyn Nets. We can... Obviously have those conversations tonight. If you still want to talk, Kyrie, a week ago, Kyrie requested a trade. I didn't want to waste my five-hour show on it until we got information on it, until we knew exactly what was going to go down. I didn't want to speculate. Uh, You know, I felt like we spent 2 o'clock to 8 o'clock talking about it last Friday, but now Kyrie is a Dallas Maverick. Good for him. Uh, Good riddance. Thanks for nothing. I know the Brooklyn Nets came out and said thank you, Kyrie, today after they put out a thank you to Kevin Durant uh, yesterday. You know, I guess they felt some pressure from whoever to thank Kyrie for his time. But, I mean, the guy was a a headache, and he brought a ton of negative attention. So, you know, what are you really thanking him for? I I can't stress this enough. The Brooklyn Nets were living in a fairy tale, tale world, even the fans, myself included. We were living off of hope and potential and hypotheticals. We were 
living off of this dream that because we had two superstars, that meant a championship. No, that's not it. This whole era of the Brooklyn Nets with KD, Kyrie, James Harden coming in, and then going out, Ben Simmons coming in, and him being the last one standing, it was a mess, complete disaster. And uh, just as Knicks fans are relieved that the Nets didn't win anything with KD and Kyrie here in New York choosing Brooklyn over them, Nets fans are relieved that it's over as well because it was much about nothing. It was a lot of flash and no substance. You know, what good is having a superstar who's hurt most of the time, who sat out the first year, then had a hamstring issue where he missed time his second year, then sprained his MCL the third year, and then did it again in the fourth year. Like, Kevin Durant hasn't played in an all-star game in years. He's fragile. He's skinny. And I've been talking about it. I'm like, it's a chain reaction. It's a cause and effect thing. What happened with Harden last year? KD goes down. And Harden doesn't want to carry the team. Why? Because he rolled up his sleeve to take the shot. He got vaccinated like everybody else on the team except for Kyrie. And when Kyrie is not available and KD goes down, Harden's like, hey, I didn't come here to lead the team like I had to do in Houston for all these years. I want out. Forces his way out. And the Nets are dumb enough to take on Ben Simmons' contract. And he's a shell of himself. I don't think he'll ever look like he once looked. He's a max contract player. The Nets take him on, and then you go into this season expecting to get anything out of him, and you can't. He's got knee soreness. He misses games. He's another guy that's unavailable for the Nets. And then what happens? Uh, before that, Kyrie posts the anti-Semitic movie. They got to suspend him for like eight games. A couple weeks he's out. He comes back. He's on his P's and Q's. Everything's going well. The Nets win 18 out of 12. They have a 12-game win streak. Nets fans are saying maybe this year is the year. Right, This is the year they're all in, they're bought in. Maybe this is the year we actually do something. No, because the ego, the ego is a a hell of a drug. The ego gets in the way. Kyrie Irving plays well against the Knicks, plays well against the Lakers. Everybody's talking about how great he is, how he's a wizard, how incredible he is in the fourth quarter, closing out games, and he's an all-star this year. So in his head, he deserves a four-year, 200 million-plus extension right now. And the Nets are like, uh, fool me once, fool me twice, can't fool me five, six, seven times. We're going to wait this thing out. You're already making $37 million this year. You opted into that, play out the rest of the season, and maybe we'll give you a contract extension then. We're definitely not going to give you any guaranteed money. We have incentives. We have stipulations. We have money that you can make based on how much you play because you weren't available. You were hurt sometimes, but for the most part, You were just taking leaves of absence when you didn't feel like working. And then Kyrie gets on the microphone in Dallas and says that, oh, it was always about what I'm doing off the floor. Nobody respects my work ethic. You know, work ethic involves showing up to work and being available and not thinking that you're better than everyone and better than the team. So why did Kyrie a week ago request a trade? Because he thought he was better than everyone. He thought that people inside the building were disrespecting him and tolerating him. Yeah, we're tolerating you. you you're, you're full of nonsense and shenanigans. We're all tolerating you. But that was the last straw. You want to request a trade? You want to blow this thing up? And word on the street is Kevin Durant didn't know about this. He kind of went rogue, requested this trade. And the Brooklyn Nets, they were ready to deal him. His value was much higher last week than it was in the summer when they said, go, go find a sign-and-trade partner. Go, go find a team that wants you. And he couldn't. That's why he had to opt in. 
and the Dallas Mavericks give us Spencer Dinwiddie back. Count it. That's my guy. You saw Spence last night. If you watched the net game, I was in Brooklyn watching it live. It was great to see Spencer back. And uh, you also get Dorian Finney-Smith, who was a plus 32 last night. He's going to be a great defender. And he struggled a little bit in the first half, but he had a monster dunk. And I think he's going to be a solid player for the Nets. The Nets have a future. The Nets have picks again. The Nets have young talent again. And it's not about having two superstars that hijack the organization, demand everything, and deliver nothing. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on a fan, a Nets fan that usually is on at night. And, of course, my guy PB, Pat Boyle, is on the night that I'm done at 12, and then the KD trade breaks at 1, and I'm at home like, ah, man, I would have loved to be the guy on to break that trade, but good for Pat. Pat was wearing his New York Knicks shirt. He did a bunch of yelling and screaming, oh, yes, it's over, something along those lines. And, uh, yeah, I think we're all relieved. You know, after this week and after these next coming weeks, we will talk less and less about Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in New York They are in Dallas, they are in Phoenix, they are in the Western Conference, and now it's going to be a little more intriguing, a little bit more of a level playing field when it's Knicks versus Nets, and that game is coming up in the Garden Monday right after the Super Bowl. Let's go to Jack and Rockaway Queens on the fan. What's up, Jack? Okay, so... Well, you know, I always go about the Nets, wife one of Brooklyn, the judging Nets fan. Mm-hmm. Home back uh, over 30 years. And I'm uh, very happy. I'm, I'm relieved. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, this is over with. I, I find the haul that they got was impressive. Uh, actually, it, I don't think there's ever been a haul that, that much. And, and this guy played 129 games for, <laughs> for, the, uh, for the Nets in four years. 129 <laughs> games. That's what they, I'm saying. They got... They got four number one picks unprotected, which is great. They got they, they were offered by two teams uh, four number one picks for Mikel Bridges. One of them was the Grizzlies, which I could understand you're going to get you know late team picks, but and they they turned Crowder into two picks, so they essentially would have gotten eight number one picks, un, almost all seven of them unprotected. They got two number twos plus Cam Johnson, who I love. I love everything about that kid's game. It's it's UNC it's Tar Hill. He's a shooter. He's got some bounce. Another guy that's going to give us some size, some length. Jacques Vaughn has I'm some pieces. Guy. We have a coach in I'm Brooklyn now. He's got some pieces to cook with. Oh yeah, that, that was out of in hindsight. That was bringing the superstars. The biggest mistake Marks did was because I don't care what you say. You, you get the chance to get three superstars. You get them. Yeah. And and they had the chance, and he, he had to do it. But he put in a coach. Steve Nash. That coach. No experience. And, and these superstars were three. These wasn't. These were three head cases, each in their own way. You know, the 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 the, the, the rant in his uh, in his moodiness. Kyrie's. Uh, you can't build a house on a crack foundation. And James Harden had all this with the script clubs and everything. He he was probably the most normal one. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, Simmons, I, I, I you you have to do tough love with this kid. There's only three players in the NBA that, that can do what Simmons does. The other two are Giannis and LeBron James. The size, the speed, and the handle to get to the basket at all times. And this guy pulls up at the three-point line and dishes the ball. He does not want to go near the basket. No, he not at all. Get this is either you have to, you can't coddle him anymore. You have to pull him out, tell him look at. And so, I don't care if you go one for ten from the free throw line. You have to take it to the basket every day. Yeah. Because you know this, but I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm really I feel the 
I just the cloud is lifted over my. You know, I absolutely. I, I, I talked about it last night. I've been to more games in the last month than I went to in the first three months of the season because there was a black cloud over the organization. It's like here we go with Kyrie again and the nonsense, and people were literally protesting with megaphones and signs outside the arena. So when you're a fan and you come off the train or you get out of your cab and you're greeted by that, it's like I'm not here for this. I'm here to watch my team play basketball. What is all this? And, you know, in the NBA, you get all really quick. So Durant's going to be 35 next season. He's, he's just starting a four-year, $200 million deal. Argument's sake, an ACL goes, another MCL. He's hurt every Achilles year. Pop. So <laughs> he's been hurt every yeah, year no, since he popped his Achilles in the finals. He's been, he's, 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 he's been super fragile. The Nets, the Nets being able to get out of this now is perfectly fine, all things considered. Uh, like this mini era will it'll 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 blow over. It'll be like it never happened in a few years. It'll be like, oh yeah, remember that? They didn't do anything. You know how, they didn't get to an Eastern Conference Finals. They won seven games in the playoffs. You know how bleak you know how bleak our, our outlook would have been with let's say Durant gets injured and Houston every year picking top three picks from us for the next five years, it would have been horrible. But I'm I'm this isn't back when Billy uh, when King traded everybody. We we have a great future. We have everybody's on short or, or, or reasonable contracts. We have a lot of moving pieces, wings. We have wings all over the place. I would have liked to get John Collins, or we need a power forward who can shoot. Need another you center. Know, well, if you're going to put him, if you're going to keep Claxton, and Claxton looks like he's you know very up, up and coming center, you need a power forward. But we have a lot of pieces. I don't know why we didn't trade Curry, or, or Royce O'Neal, or uh, Finley, uh, the, the Dorian Finley Smith. I don't know why we have too much. But I, I think yeah, because they made a move thinking that Kevin Durant was going to stay. And uh, Kevin Durant wanted out, so the, I think the the Spencer Dorian Finney Smith move was to to retool around KD, and then obviously once KD wanted out, it's like, well, we have these guys now. We have a bunch of wings. Uh, Nick Claxton, I think, is going to be great, but you know, I'll give Dayron Sharp some credit last night too. He played well. He stepped up. Nick didn't play. You know, he, if you look at his last in his rookie initiate, his minutes per game, that guy produces points and rebounds. He, I don't know why they they really don't give him enough run, but. Please love the show. I'm, I'm a static net fan. We got a lot of great days ahead of us. Have a good night, bro. Have a good weekend, too. You too, Jack. And you're hearing from Nets fans on both sides of the phone. And the biggest thing about the Nets fans and this Nets world is that they have a legit fan base now. You can't say there are no Nets fans. You can't say no one cares about the Nets. The whole NBA world is talking about the Nets. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. No such publicity as bad publicity. And with Katie and Kyrie, they underachieved. They set the bar super low. All the Nets have to do in the next few years is find a way to get to game seven of the second round, and then they match what these superstars did while they were here. And what I take from it is that the Nets world was built and became bigger off of their superstar, their global talents. They're recognized globally, and that's why the hashtag is Nets world. When we came back from break, you heard Brooklyn, we go hard, we go hard. It used to be hashtag we go hard when the Nets were scrappy and gritty and blue collar and didn't have superstars, but they hustled and they could come back and beat you. And then the Nets went into the Nets world. When you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, Nike athletes with the shoes and um, championships, but that's the thing. These guys haven't won championships in a long time. It's been a long time since Kyrie hit that shot with LeBron. It's been a long time since... KD won back-to-back with the Warriors. Let's see if they get back to a finals. Let's see if they actually win another ring in their career. 
You know they're toxic. They're going to ruin their situations. It's a pattern now, and the Nets had to just be the, the last casualty of that. But I'm telling you, it'll wear worse on Kevin Durant and Kyrie and their legacy and their 30 for 30, right? They just added another, like, another team that Kyrie sabotaged or tried to, and Katie, again, going to ride someone else's coattails, not being the quote-unquote bus driver, going to team up with an already ready-made team and other superstars. It's weak. (laughs) It's super weak. And uh, I was in the arena last night. I was in the arena Monday, and this Nets world has been built. They they sell out all the games now. There's 17,000 people at every game, and there are Nets fans, and there are young Nets fans. There are old Nets fans. There's a legit fan base in Brooklyn, year 10, And that's what the Nets set out to do when they moved from New Jersey and East Rutherford uh, back to New York, specifically Brooklyn being the first professional team there since the Dodgers. They look to rebrand. They look to refresh. They look to have an attractive destination for NBA free agents. And they were able to build a culture that uh, attracted Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. And I don't care what anyone tells you about Kyrie bad-mouthing the organization. The dude is a head case. He's a looney tune. He's got a few screws loose. Anyone that takes him seriously or his words seriously, you got to check them. This guy said, oh, I'm just glad Kevin got out of there. What are you talking about? You're on, You're recorded talking about this is my home. I'm from New Jersey. I got family here. You know, I got Nets fans in my family, in my immediate circle. I want to be here when the Nets get back to the championship. I want to bring us to the finals. Oh, now it's, oh, they were tolerating me. They were only tolerating me. I'm glad Kevin got out, out of there. And he also said something along the lines of like, Yeah, now, you know, with Kevin being traded to the Suns, you know, and us both being in the West, you know, I'll get to see him a little bit more. What? Bro, you were on the same team. You are in the same locker room. How could you see a guy more being on different teams? (laughs) Like, oh, my goodness, the delusion. It's crazy. And uh, the crazy is out of Brooklyn. It's gone. And now we can get back to the foundation and the culture and uh, the Brooklyn way that represents the borough and this fan base that has had to deal with a lot worse, a lot worse seasons than the last couple ones. You know, the Nets went 12 and 70. Nets fans uh, have had to watch their team play in the T-neck Armory in Nassau County and Newark and East Rutherford and Brooklyn and bounced around. And now they finally have a home. They finally have a legit fan base, and they've got a young core of some solid players and some draft capital in the future. Our world, Nets world, it's. Looking pretty bright. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan. Taking your calls. We're going to get back in the conversation around Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and the Chiefs and the Eagles. Super Bowl 57. Um, Now we've lit the fire for the Kyrie, Kevin Durant. People to call in or uh, people with takes on them. And, uh, yeah, also the Yankees conversation after John Jaskremski and I just kind of uh, had our little one-on-one about Brian Cashman and his comments and how the Yankees came up short, and it's unacceptable, but Cashman would want you to think it is. Call me up. We'll take this break, and I will be right back. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right back at it on the fan. DJ Pauly behind the glass. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Keith McPherson on the mic. Taking your calls and talking to sports on a Friday night. A warm day in New York. I don't know what that uh, Punxsutawney Phil guy was talking about. I told you I went with Staten Island Chuck. We're good out here, you know? Knock on wood. As soon as I say that, weatherman Paulie's like, I don't know. It's, it's probably going to blizzard. Don't tempt fate, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like 32 tonight. Is it dropping that yeah, much? Yeah, it's, it's, drop, it's, it's going to drop tonight. I think it's going to be like 30, 35 tonight. Man, I was loving it at one point today. I'm it, was like, go- it was gorgeous today. Yeah, I'm like, the what weather, is this? It was incredible outside today. What is this in February? But if you look at the schedule, like not schedule, if you look at the iPhone and you look at weather, we're scheduled to hit 50s next week and even 60 in a week from now. So yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. We're good out here. If the we- if it's not under 30, it's right. not going to be able to stick. If it snows, right. Right, it won't snow. It would rain. And uh, next thing you know, man, this month is over. Then it's March, and then we're in the clear. March Madness coming up. In a I was few talking weeks. last night. I, I can run right through it. We are about to walk into uh, after the Super Bowl ends. That that slight doom and gloom of like, oh man, it's a long time until football. But then you start to think about it. Spring training, pitchers and catchers. We have the World Baseball yep. Classic this year. Yep. It's real, and it's really just three weeks. It's really just. That the last three weeks of February to March first, March second, that first that first opening Thursday of March Madness it's when no everyone time. really, you know, gets it. March and, Madness will start, and even before that, you get the conference tournaments. People and should honestly, be paying attention to college basketball. And honestly, the despite what happened with the Nets, they're still in the mix. Somehow, they're going to be in the playing tournament. The Knicks are going to be in the playing tournament. Through all three hockey teams, have a chance to make good runs substantial runs as we head to the trade deadline, which is March 3rd for hockey. So it's not good. I think even in these the dead few weeks of February, I think there's the a sports, lot. There, there's, there's a, there's lot, a lot to talk about. There's a lot cooking. The Brooklyn Nets are fifth right now. The New York Knicks are seventh right now. I think there's a chance that one of them is in the play-in or both of them are in the play-in. If, well, the Nets would have to drop. Uh, what, is, what was I going to say? I'm hoping that there's some way that we can get uh, Brooklyn Nets versus New York Knicks in the play-in or in the playoffs. Devils Rangers in the playoffs. It's Devils Rangers right now. I actually think I'd be surprised if it's not Devils Rangers. A lot of things would have to change in the standings and the way they 
NHL does their seeding and their playoff bracket, which is different than other sports. So a lot would have to change. I think it's going to be Devils-Rangers. That'd be lit for the playoffs in April or whenever that potentially would hit. Before that, we mentioned March Madness, but we'll also get the um, you know pro days and NFL Combine, and then we'll go right into the NFL Draft. Baseball opening day is March 30th. It'll be here soon. Uh, but we have the World Baseball Classic and spring training games. There's always, you know, now a bunch of televised spring training games if you're not going down. And there's just enough to pass the time. I'm super excited for uh, this winter to go into the spring. There's just going to be a lot of attention on the sports, specifically here in New York, but sports in general. And uh, let it all play out. We'll be here to cover it and talk to you about it. Let's get back to the phones and talk to the fans. Rob is in Irvington, New York. You got it, Rob. Hey, Keith. Uh, yeah, it's Rob. And uh, thank you and, and thank the, the guy who picked up the call. It can be a thankless job, but I'm thanking him right now. Yeah, Paulie. Um, Paulie? Yeah, Paul. Paul answered the phone. Yeah, okay, Paul. Um, great guy. Uh, always very nice on the phone. But anyway, the reason I'm calling is that in this uh, Super Bowl matchup, um, I am inclined even though everything looks even across the board in terms of uh, passing game, quarterback quality, defensive line, um, running game, um, I'm inclined to give an edge to uh, Patrick Mahomes. Now, this may not be rational, but when I think about Tom Brady, one of the things that I always enjoyed about watching him play was that it didn't matter if there were five, if there were five minutes left in the game and they were down by – a touchdown and a, and a field goal, you always had the feeling that he was going to pull something out of his hat to make it happen. And I get the same feeling with Patrick Mahomes. Now, I know that's quantifiable. One could go back and look at the stats and see how many come from behind victories that they had in the game. And uh, I haven't been tracking that, but I, I believe, um, who is it, Malcolm Gladwell in his, his book, The Blink, or, or Blink, talks about, you know, sometimes you trust your gut, not because it's magic, um, but because you're picking up things that you're not paying attention to. And the, and the data sort of gets soaked in, and you start to have expectations. And when your gut tells you turn left, then you turn left. And so when I think about Patrick Mahomes, this feeling that I always have that I'm going to stay to the end of the game, I'm going to watch till the end of the game, is based on this gut feeling that he's going to pull something out. So that quality I give to Patrick Mahomes, it's sort of like what Tom Brady uh, got from me. So uh, that's all I wanted to uh, contribute. Thanks for the call. I'll take it from there, Rob. I'm, I'm right there with you, right? I said I'm picking the Chiefs, and on paper, everything tells you that the Eagles are better. On paper, when you go through their defensive line, uh, their linebackers, their secondary is ridiculous. You know, when you're when you're looking at like let's do let's go through it. You know, I, I know we've got plenty of time and I have plenty of things in my notes. But like, start with Hassan Reddick. He's a Camden guy. He went to Temple. He is. He might as well be the mascot for the Eagles. He is a monster. He is a guy that gets a sack a game. I think I saw on ESPN. He's got 19 and a half sacks in 19 games. He knocked Brock Purdy out of the game. He literally ended San Fran's season by knocking their quarterback out of that game in the first quarter. Andrew Wiley will be tasked with holding him down, stopping him at, at tackle, and protecting Mahomes. Now, Mahomes got a different line than he had when he was uh, running for his life against the Tampa Bay Bucks in that defense. They improved the, the line. They brought in 
um, Orlando Brown. And, uh, you know, they those guys have to go toe-to-toe with Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and Dominican Sue and Jordan Davis and Robert Quinn. And, you know, they, there's so many guys on that line. Josh Sweat. There's so many guys on that D-line that are ready. They have different sets. They have backups. Like, they have a guy like Brandon Graham who's a captain and a veteran. He's, you know, not starting, but... Uh, they can bring in a fresh defensive line to rush the passer. And Patrick Mahomes is a different level of quarterback than that defense has seen. Um, when I go, when I went back and looked, and I'll go through it right now, I go back and look at the games that the Eagles have played. I just said they knocked Purdy out. So they knocked Purdy out. Props to them for being able to do that. But at the same time, they they beat Josh Johnson, and then the, the Niners had no quarterback. Not knocking Daniel Jones. But the Giants were not ready to compete with the Eagles. When we're talking about on paper, that was a mismatch in every spot. And all season we talked about how Daniel Jones did not have the weapons. So when you got into that game and you looked at their corners and their pass rush, they were completely neutralized. The Eagles have beaten Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson, Daniel Jones. Go back into the regular season. They lost to the Saints. And the Saints had Andy Dalton at quarterback. I know they had Gardner Minshew for these games, but follow me. Dak Prescott picked them apart on Christmas Eve. He was 24 for 24 against their zone defense. He had a day. He put up 40 against the Eagles. They lost that game with Gardner Minshew. They also scored 34, but they lost that game with Gardner Minshew. I mean, against the Bears, they beat the Bears by five, but Justin Fields had two touchdowns. Uh, He had 152 yards in the air and then another 95 rushing. Like That game was close. It took them uh, scoring eight points in the fourth quarter to win that game. But that's the Bears. They're one of the worst teams in football. They're they're the number one overall pick. They are the worst team in football. And then when I went back and looked through some of these other games, the Titans, they faced Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. And yeah, they beat them by 25. Um, But they just, I'm saying they haven't faced the best quarterback in football who literally won the MVP last night. They did face Aaron Rodgers. uh, And Aaron Rodgers through two interceptions. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't turn the ball over, if Patrick Mahomes seizes his opportunities, I think we're going to be in a game where every third down is a big third down. If the Chiefs can win the third down conversions, right, and I've been saying this the last two weeks, they have to stop the run on first and second down and make Jalen Hurts have to play quarterback, make him have to throw the ball on third and eight, third and nine. Third and long situations where it's like, okay, we need to pick up 10, 15 yards where we can't just run zone read. They run that zone read to death. They that that is that is their bread and butter. Zone read RPOs. That's that's what they do. That's what the Eagles do best. And if this defense can step up, I don't know. That's another thing. You know, when I'm looking at the defense, there's a few rookies on this Chiefs defense, and that worries me in the big game. Trent McDuffie, George Carleft. George Call Laftis out of Purdue, Brian Cook, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson. You know, these guys have come up big. Their, their corners have come up big. They've made plays, and they get a ton of reps. or They've gotten a ton of reps all season, but this is a Super Bowl. And uh, in the playoffs, usually you'll see rookies get picked on. Um, you'll see if these rookies are ready for the bright lights, they'll go at them. I think they can be, but there's just so much talent on the Eagles. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game, a high-scoring game. Uh, call me up if you want to talk Super Bowl. I've got plenty more in my notes to add. I, I have like a page of different things that I wrote 
about the, the players, the matchups, uh, what I think is going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Reminder, nobody knows. This is why we watch. This is why we're watching the game. If, any, if everybody knew what was going to happen, we'd just bet the game and not watch. Everyone's watching because we want to see it play out, and it's the biggest game of the year. We don't know, but I, I'm sticking with my pick. I'm sticking with Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. I want to say that Andy Reid has the coaching advantage, way more experienced than Nick Sirianni. The Giants' Julian Love said that, you know, he's got a free ride coaching this team. It's a, it's a talented team. Let's see if he's got the game plan, the scheme to outcoach Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid is going to have every play in his arsenal ready. I think he's going to have every formation set up, um, you know, to throw them off. And they can try and go off of game film from these last two games that the Chiefs played. But, you know, I mentioned Justin Watson. Look, look out for him. He didn't play. He was sick. He didn't play in the AFC Championship. They'll have a wrinkle with him. And uh, just expect Andy Reid, who's 3-0 and against the Eagles, to be doing everything to beat this team. He's had two weeks to study them. Okay, back to the phones we go. Justice is up in the BX on the fan. What's up, Justice? Yo, what's going on, Keith? My brother, how's everything with you and your family? Good, good. Can't complain. Friday night, just trying to run through the tape, finish the, uh, the week and the show strong. I got you. I know you got a lot of callers, so I ain't going to waste it. I agree with everything you said with Kyrie, but I told you that a month ago, man. And I know you was on the hope and the hype, like, nah, it might be a different day because he was dropping. Mm-hmm. Waiting for that headache. And bam, your man blew up your nation. And I'm, yeah, I'm actually not, not happy for it. I'm sad for the fans, man. Because a fan from little to old, you like, yo, we about to rock. Nope. Bye-bye. You understand what I'm saying? But you do got on them two young cats that you do got with Cam and Bridges. Bridges is, yo, he's... Don't play with Bridges. He's fancy. He could be another, yo, he could be another one. Thanks for the call, Justice. You're breaking up a little bit. Uh, on the Kyrie front, uh, I, I feel bad for the kids. I spoke about this, I think, last night and maybe earlier in the week. Uh, practice in the park is one of the greatest activations that the Brooklyn Nets do. I think the whole league envies the environment that the Brooklyn Nets are able to create over there at uh, the Pier Park by the Brooklyn Bridge. The last few seasons, obviously not the COVID season, but the last few seasons since 2019, uh, practice in the park has grown. Like, I showed up this year, and I was like, this is too much. Like, this park isn't set up for the thousands of fans that have come out. Oh, the Nets have no fans. Go look at what practice in the park has become. I've been there um, the last few years, and what I'm getting at is, you know, practice in the park is an opportunity for the fans to connect with the players on a regular level. They're literally on a street basketball court with fans surrounding them. And in 2021, when the season started, and this past season, 2022, Kyrie Irving showed up to both of those. He got the loudest ovation. And when kids see him, it's like, I don't know, little girls seeing Justin Bieber or, you know, I don't know, when the Beatles would show up, it's pandemonium. And, you know, it's like Drake walked in. Like, these kids are jumping up and down, yelling and screaming, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. They're trying to get a selfie. They're trying to get him to sign their shoes. They're trying to just touch him, get close to him. He is uh, these kids, Kobe, these kids, Michael Jordan, these kids, Steph Curry. So when Kyrie does all of this nonsense that he's done over the last couple years, I feel for the kids that don't quite understand the like you know vaccination stuff and the mandate. I feel for the kids that don't understand you know, how many people Kyrie put in harm's way with the anti-Semitic post and not apologizing for it and dragging that whole thing out. Like, I feel bad for the kids that just watch basketball and they see one of the best basketball players they've ever seen and his skill set and what he can do. And 
you know, they're from this area. They want him to be on their team, and they have his jersey, they have his his shoes, and now he's gone. Well, he's not thinking about those kids. So I hope those kids get over it. I hope those kids don't follow him. And I know there's a ton of kids that will follow him wherever, you know, whatever team he goes to now. But he's on his, what, fourth team now? And, uh, you know, some of these kids are not going to chase. Some of these kids are going to stick with the Brooklyn Nets. And that's why I say the fan base is built. There's young fans that decided to rock with the team 10 years ago, and there's young fans that have jumped on the bandwagon even though they didn't win anything, but because they had Katie and Kyrie here these last couple years. 877-337-6666. Let's break it down, and I'll come right back. We have a mic, and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Uptown, baby. Uptown. Boricua. Morena, Dominicana, Colombiana. Hey, RIP Big Pun. VX, KM to AM on the fan. A couple minutes right here. We're going to take a couple calls. Obviously talking Super Bowl. It's the last football Friday until September. Sheesh. Another football season in the books. And uh, obviously a week ago, Kyrie Irving requested a trade. Two nights ago, the news broke that Kevin Durant was officially traded, and now we are in the new era of the Brooklyn Nets. I went to the game last night. It was awesome. I think I, you know, lost my voice a little bit, and uh, I'm a little hoarse from yelling, let's go Nets, defense, defense, Brooklyn. Whenever you hear that on TV, I'm somewhere in there. Not all the time, but I've been going to more games now. Like I said, it's less toxic, and uh, there's a renewed energy around the team. I think it's refreshing. You know, Nets fans weren't used to being the villains. They weren't used to being the bad guys in the most hated team. And uh, when you bring in a Kyrie Irving, it, it brings a lot of hate. You know, you you got to play the Celtics. And every time you play the Celtics, their fans are booing and they're chanting, Kyrie sucks. It's just a lot of negative attention. And, uh, you know, the Nets were able to assemble like four of the most hated players. Ben Simmons, you go to Philly and they're chanting at Ben Simmons. Uh, there's so many NBA fans and sports fans that have no respect for Kevin Durant because he is the perfect example of can't beat him, join him. He joined a ready-made Warriors team that won a championship. He wins two rings with them, and then he leaves them thinking that him and Kyrie could team up here in Brooklyn and do something, and then they go win without him. So, you know, even with James Harden, there's people that hate James Harden's game. They they say he ruined the, the game of basketball similar to Steph Curry. You know, his ISO game, his step-back three, um, the way he played the game, drawing fouls. And the Nets were like, yeah, we'll take all of those guys. We'll have all of those guys in a span of three years. And it was a disaster and a fail. And if you're still celebrating that, good for you. But uh, I think Nets fans are looking forward to the future, which is right now. But wouldn't would you do that again? Would you get three superstars here again or no? I wouldn't say three. I would say that every time that you are in a, in a summer in NBA free agency yeah. and you have a chance to sign Kyrie and KD as a package deal, you do that. But we should have known that that wasn't going to work because but they it, also had to take on DeAndre Jordan. Right, which right. But isn't cooked. that like, like if you're like a Nets fan and you're obviously a huge Nets fan, and I, I, I'm a Bulls fan and they didn't do anything, 
Like, the only way you can win in this league is if you have superstars. Probably two or three. That's the narrative, so, though. And the narrative basketball association, the narrative has been, oh, you need superstars. But you need homegrown superstars. Look at the teams that, that went to the finals last year. Yes, Steph Curry is one of the most famous basketball players in the world, but they drafted him. They developed him. He sure. became that under under him. Their nucleus is Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole. They drafted all of those right. guys. The and Celtics, can, yep. same thing. Jason Tatum, they drafted him. Jalen Brown, they drafted him. Marcus Smart was Defensive Player of the Year. They drafted him. Now, what does it say that the Celtics haven't won? They're on their way. They're 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 arguably the best team in the NBA right now. They might sure. they might be they might be in back to back finals and like, win it this year. Like if you like if I'm if you're telling me that I have a chance to get like KD and Kyrie on my team. Now I, that's a maybe that's a bad example because I know what Kyrie is, but if it's like KD and like Damian Lillard, like I'm gonna and, and I'm well, just gonna. Damian, Damian Lillard is a bad example because he's going to stay in Portland, and he is the poster child for not going to team right. up with other guys. And that's why guys. they can't win is they can't bring another superstar next to him. Well, and no I one just really wants to go to, out to Portland, to be you, honest. There's better cities and destinations. Right, but you need, a super, you need superstars to win. So I think most Nets fans would probably say, yeah, let's do it again. We just kind of got unlucky this no, time. Let's build. But I, I don't – all right. This has failed twice. They tried to go the the instant coffee superstar route with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, uh, and that whole squad that was coached by Jason Kidd. Fail. They tried to do it again with Steve Nash and Kevin Durant and James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Fail. Now Nets fans want to get back to where we were before we jumped into this player empowerment superstar era, giving the organization to the superstars where you're literally like handing it over to them and you're at their mercy. Every move you have to make is uh, – every move that the Nets made, I feel like, was attached to KD and Kyrie, even though they're like, I'm not the GM. You had oh, to okay these moves. Yes, 100 that we I can tell, with. but a lot of the players that came in and the connections, like LaMarcus Aldridge comes here. He's got the connection to KD from Texas. Um, even uh, DeAndre Bembry was on this team. He played at the same high school as Kyrie. You're like, why, of course. why is this guy on the team? So, of course they had. They wield a ton of power. I just think that they – there, you need really, really good players to win. And I don't know if the Nets could win in this current roster construction, right? Like, you're not expecting them to win no. this year or next year. No. I'm, I'm not expecting them to but win the NBA if Finals. They sign, if they if they get into the playoffs and win a playoff series and get to the second round... It's a home run for you. Of course. Right. But are, wouldn't you want, like... And I haven't looked at the free agents for next year... They're going to be an attractive destination. It's Brooklyn. Yeah. Like they're going to be, so they're going to sign someone that's going to wield a lot of yeah. power. Yeah. Luis Scola famously said, once they start winning, they'll get whoever they want. Because he recognized that this is New York, more so Brooklyn and the culture and the vibe in Brooklyn and a new team. And yeah, it's an attractive place. That's why I was like, I don't care what Kyrie has to say. Of course, he's going to talk down on the organization, like act like it was hell for him here. When the organization gave you a hundred strikes and let you do whatever you wanted, and you walked all over them and acted like you were some type of god amongst men. It's an attractive place for anyone to come, and that's the whole reason they left the swamps of the Meadowlands and moved to Brooklyn, and the future is bright. With the young core that they have, with the assets they have, there will be another superstar. But right now, for the rest of the season, they're going to get back to basics, back to basketball. They have a good coach who's going to do the most with what he has. We saw last night, he didn't have his best player in Nick Claxton. He didn't have the new two players that are um, here from Phoenix, and they were able to go out there and get a win against the Bulls. I'm optimistic about what the Nets are going to do. I'm not delusional thinking that they have a chance to be in the finals, 
But you know what? Katie and Kyrie didn't bring them to an Eastern Conference Finals. They didn't get out of the second round. So what are we even talking about? The bar was set super low. And now that era is over. It was more headaches than success. It was more drama than wins. 877-337-6666. We're heading to 9 o'clock. We're going to talk more Super Bowl. Maybe mix in some Yankees, some Mets spring training conversation. Uh, Speaking of Super Bowl, last night I was on saying how I love the Mets Super Bowl commercial. And I'll talk more about that and tell you why right after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.